0: All right, um, we kind of sort of heard uh, part of this uh, reading, I think, when Alice preached, uh, because there was a referral back to where Jesus' course is from. Um, but uh, today, as far as the legendary is concerned, we're going to go a little bit further into this, um, and Jesus is about to get himself into some hot water, and so uh, here we go. It's right, so the fourth chapter, beginning with the—I'm uh, going to start with the 16th verse. He came to Nazareth where he had been raised. He always did on the Sabbath. He went to the meeting place and he stood up to read. He was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it is written. God's spirit is upon me. God's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon. To the prisoners and to recover the sight of the blind to set the burden and the battered free to announce that this is god's year to act he rolled up the scroll handed it back to the assistant and sat down every eye in the place was on him intently and then he started you've just heard scripture that makes history it came true just now in this place all who were there watching and listening were surprised at how well he spoke but they also said isn't this Joseph's son the one we've known since he was a youngster he answered I suppose you're going to quote the proverb, Doctor, go heal yourself. Do here in your hometown, what you've heard done in Capernaum. Well, let me tell you something. No prophet is ever welcome in his hometown. Isn't it a fact that there were many widows in Israel at the time of Elijah during the three and a half years of drought when famine devastated the land. But the only widow to whom Elijah was sent was in Serpita, in Sidon. And there were many leopards in Israel at the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one he cleansed was Naaman in the, the Syrian. That sent everyone in the meeting place to see things. They were angry. They threw him out, banished him from the village and then they took him to a mountain cliff at the edge of the village to throw him to his doom. But he gave him the slip and he was on his way. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, well, and you know, I've always said it's, you know, because that's what we say it's the gospel, right? So it's the good news. But there's nothing good in this story. You know, when, when Alice preached it, The vicar stopped right at that point of saying, by the way, now's the time. The problem with stopping there is when you say to somebody, now's the time, it affects them adversely. Because you all know the old saying. I can't say it because we have youngsters here, but it's the proverbial do your thing or get off the toilet, amen? You know that phrase, amen? That phrase has been used a lot, especially when people want you to do something. There's two things going on in this story that makes it important for us today. One is that I want you to consider is this. I think that we come to church for the wrong reason sometimes. Because most people will tell you, why do you why Pastor, I come to church because I believe in Jesus. Amen. Okay, cool. And Jesus, if I pray and I'm good, Jesus will do something good for me. That's why you come to church, amen? Because you want to stay in good with God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you got it backwards. And the church, and, and, and listen, to those of you out there that are watching this, um, I'm probably going to get into as much trouble as Jesus at this point because the church has got it wrong too because they, they feed on that. They feed on getting you to church because they use that guilt trip. Come to church if you want to have a better relationship with God. Come to church. Give us money. Sign the membership roll. All of that kind of stuff. About coming to church but see here's what Jesus says you shouldn't be coming to church for you you ought to be coming to church for what you could do because you're in church you get that there was a president that during his inauguration speech what did he say it became famous everybody remembers this quote even if you don't know who this president is. If I say John F. Kennedy, can you remember the quote that John F. Kennedy said in his inauguration speech that has been echoed through the decades? What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. That is exactly what Jesus is saying here. Because you see, these people sitting in that synagogue got pissed at him for two reasons. One, when he picked the scripture that he picked, what was that scripture about? It was about, according to them, about the Messiah. Right? And here's this guy that they knew. Now, again, if you have not read the lost books of the Bible, this may not have the same impact on you that it should. But if you've read the lost books of the Bible and you've read some of those stories about Jesus' childhood, he was anything but a good guy. In fact, in today's terminology, we could probably say he was a thug. Because if he got mad at you, you were just as likely to drop dead. He threatened his father when his father went to discipline him. I mean, at one point, the neighborhood village goes to Mary and Joseph and says you people have got to move we don't know what it is with your kid but he is just causing everybody grief and so when Joseph goes back to him and says look Jesus we got to live here man (laughs) I'm a carpenter my livelihood's here you you you've got to stop and he according to the story, grabbed Jesus by the ear and Jesus pulls away and says, dude, you have no idea who you're messing with. So now I'm telling you that because, not because I'm saying necessarily that those stories are gospel truth. But think about your childhood, especially those of us who are much older. There have been stories told about you that, well, you may not want those stories told. Amen? You don't especially want your days, younger days, in college and high school uh, remembered. Hallelujah. That's why I'm telling you that story. And the fact is, Jesus was in his hometown and these people had watched him grow up. They also knew... Hello, if we're going to be honest here. They also knew that he was the son of what? Oh, wait, he wasn't a legitimate child. Because Mary and Joseph had already been put through a trial. Mary got pregnant and she wasn't married to Joseph. Hello, they were married now, but you know. Memory is long okay so there's the setup this is what they know of Jesus and now he sits there and he reads the scripture and he says oh by the way I'm the dude I'm the guy I'm the guy that this is talking about and they all sat there and, it, and it's kind of like as you read this story it's kind of a a slow reflex reaction have you ever burned yourself and it was like a second before you realized <laughs> that it hurt <laughs> you know you're kind of sitting there going "Ooh, that smoke oh that hurts you know it was the same thing it tells us right there in the story oh yeah they thought he 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 talked really great he conducts himself really great wait a minute How come you're not doing any of that stuff here that you did over there? Because we know you. We know what you've done. Don't you think you ought to be doing here what you did over there? And that comes to tough answer. The tough answer. I'm not here for those of you who think you're chosen. Gay people are not supposed to be part of the loving process or that somehow white people are better than black people? We've all heard that in the Christian church, amen? I'm not lying to you. Well, they missed the message of what Jesus was saying with these two examples. He's saying, by the way, I am not here for those of you who think that you've got it made. I am here for everybody who is outside the perimeter. No wonder they got pissed. Everybody's as good as you. I am here to tell you that there is not one of you that is any better than anybody else. And by the way, if you're coming into the temple to be seen, you need to check your attitude at the door. Now, they got pretty dramatic with it. You know, I know that when I was uh, talking with uh, Pastor James this week about the thing, he says, you know, that was the thing that was stark about this for him was the fact that they got so mad at Jesus that they were going to throw him off a cliff. And why were they going to throw him off a cliff? You know, I can only guess at this point because I wasn't there. I, I, I didn't get how they were thinking. But the way this story is playing out It wasn't even so much that he said he was the Messiah. That wasn't the problem. No. he opened the damn door to everybody. And that's what you need to hear today. The door is open to everyone. And when we try to close it or try to keep it open, people are gonna get angry. That is why I say listen, I think that it's great that you come to church. I remember you telling us your story why you came to church the first time and that's a, that's a great story. but you know once you got here and and you got the message that you were okay and you got the message that you were okay and all of us kind of got that message that God loves us unconditionally, the game changes. It is not. What can the church do for you? It's what you can do for the church. This church is not about becoming a mega church and, and bringing people into the park till it's full. This church is about going out into the neighborhood, giving people coats, giving people hygiene kits, giving that extra dollar when we have that extra dollar. It is about feeding the hungry. It is about clothing the naked. It is about visiting the sick. And in prison. And that is what pissed those people off at Jesus. Because Jesus said, everybody is deserving of that. And we know, if you listen really close, that everybody's got a reason to shut somebody out. Oh, if the homeless would just get a job. If they would just get off of drugs, you weren't gay. Oh, I draw the line at changing your gender. You can't sell your body for sexual pleasure. You've got to have the right job in order for me to pay you a livable wage. Otherwise, you are worth nothing. No wonder people get angry because Jesus, in his opening message, said it is not just about you. It is about everybody because God wants a relationship with everyone in his creation. Now, you can get angry about that. Or we could figure out a way to do just exactly what Micah tells us to do, to be fair, to be merciful, and to be humble. Why? Because Jesus said, now is the time. God bless you. Amen. Amen.